You're listening to Under the Sun Podcast. Get ready for interviews with guests that are experts and enthusiasts in all kinds of fields and topics where we discuss a little bit of everything. Everything? Everything. What about everything? You heard it, folks. Nothing is off limits. If it's under the sun, we're talking about it. Ready to have your mind melted? And now, the dawn of discourse, the connoisseur of conversation, the chief of chit-chat, your host, Evan Dixon. Okay, five, four, three, two, one. Hello, hello there, you beautiful, sexy motherfuckers. What's up? How are you doing? How's your week going, huh? Y'all having a good week after that uh, Labor Day stuff? We are now into September. Have you guys noticed the leaves changing yet? I don't know what it is, but September just gives off a whole different vibe in the sky. Have you guys noticed that? Like, before the leaves even change, you can just tell, like, the sky's so much brighter, if that makes any sense. Or bluer, maybe. Bluer? I don't know. September just gives off this vibe even before the leaves change. And I was driving to school today. I'm like, it's September, man. Like, maybe it's because football's starting and stuff. But, you know, just a couple days ago, it hit me like, oh, shit, it's September. You know, and I started looking around like, are the leaves changing yet? And some places, you know, I think it's going to be another couple weeks before they change completely because of the fires. Or global warming or whatever the fuck it is, you know? <laughs> oh, I missed you guys so much. It has been almost a week and a half. Oh my goodness, I missed you guys so much. As you guys know, I was in New York. And I planned on doing the podcast there, but there was just no time for it. Like, there was no way in hell I was doing a podcast. I didn't bring my equipment, but I was going to do it off my phone like I do with my other episodes, you know? But the day we got there, we left on Thursday, and the flight was at 12.15, so I had to be there around, I think I got there around like 9.30 or something, you know? Or 9, it might have been something around there. And we didn't get until New. we didn't get to New York till about... 6.30 their time. New York's two hours ahead. And then we ate for an hour. And then it took us an hour to just to get to where we were going. And it was already like... We got to the place we were staying at like 9 o'clock New York time. And I was just so dead after that. What is it with flying, by the way, or traveling? What is it with traveling and... Like lake days and boat days where you don't do jack shit, but the day after you're just tired, you know? Like I didn't do anything besides get up and, you know, get on a plane and watch Westworld for four hours, you know? <laughs> and I was just so beat after, and I, Zach, who went with me to New York, the moment we got there, he's like, all right, bro, let's go out. And I'm like, no, uh-uh. Like, give me a power nap. Like, we we ended up going out, which was fun, don't get me wrong, but I was just so dead. Like, I was like, bro, this is going to suck. 
So there was just no time to record on Thursday. And I wanted to record New York. I could have recorded the day before, but I don't know. I just wanted to save that for packing and stuff. And then when I came back Monday, I got back at around like 10 o'clock our time, Colorado time. And I slept the entire fucking day. I, have you, have you, can you guys sleep on a plane, by the way? Like, I know you can, but can will your body let you? My bo- like my body tried to sleep so much, but it was just so uncomfortable, man. Planes are not that comfortable. Like they had built-in headrests, which were nice, but I was just so uncomfortable, man. Like I was squirming around the whole time, and my body just wanted to sleep so bad. I tried, but I just couldn't, you know. So the moment I got home, I just I was up for another hour, and then I slept. I slept through my five thirty class too. I was like, shit. Uh, that was New York was so much fun though. And that's what I want to talk about today because it was such a fun fucking trip. And I don't know. That's what you talk about. I don't, I don't travel a lot. So <laughs> I wonder when I'm going to travel again. I always think about that because these past two years I've traveled twice and only one was intentional, which was the New York trip. Last year when I went to California, that wasn't exactly intentional. But before I talk about that, I got some news for you, ladies and gentlemen. Your boy here got vaccinated. Whoa. Yeah, I got vaccinated. Uh, And let me tell you why. Well, Evan, uh, you just came to your senses, right? Like, you know, you were just being a moron and stuff. Uh, Well, I'm always a moron, so. (laughs) It wasn't really my choice, though. So New York is cracking down on COVID and the Delta variant. And I I need to start doing some research. I need to have someone on to talk about the Delta variant because I have no idea, like, anything about it. The only research, I did, like, some research before going to New York because... Yeah, but I was doing research because I wanted this trip to be absolutely perfect. So I didn't want there to be like any restrictions for me or something. And of course, as you guys know, I'm not vaccinated. And I was down in Denver for Labor Day weekend. I was going to uh, drink with some friends. And this club we went to required vaccination cards. And I was like, what the fuck? Seriously? And my boss warned me as well. He's like, you need to make sure that New York doesn't, you know... You don't need to be vaccinated to go to New York. And it turns out that you did. And you know what's funny is that for the New York Giants game, which is why we went to New York, you don't have to wear a mask or be vaccinated to go to that game. So I wasn't really concerned about it until I did some research and stuff. But they are cracking down the Delta variant, man. So you have to be vaccinated just to eat inside at New York. So... I mean, my back was again up against the wall, you know, and you can eat outside in New York and be unvaccinated, but I didn't know how many, you know, tents there were. Like, I didn't know if they were still doing that or not. And after going there, there wasn't that much. So New York is basically like requiring you to be vaccinated just to go anywhere. And I had to make a choice, you know, like deal with that or get vaccinated. So I got vaccinated. I got it the day before I left too. And I got the Moderna, and 
it was an overall pleasant experience. I did not get sick. I didn't get tired, at least I think. Again, I'm just so sleep deprived that I can't even fucking tell anymore, you know? But I don't think I got sleep deprived. Or I'm sorry, I didn't get fatigued and I didn't get sick. The only, you know, side effects I had is the ones that you always get with, um, with vaccinations. You know, your arm gets sore. Mine was sore as fuck, like eight hours after. And then the first day of the trip was definitely the worst, which is the second day. I heard the second day of the shot is when it sucks the most. And that's definitely true. I couldn't even sleep on my side uh, the first night I got it. And then the second night I just had to keep moving it. Or the second day I just had to keep moving it and doing this and that. But, um... Yeah, overall pleasant experience. Uh, I hate that my back was up against the wall for it. Um, but I'm glad that I got it overall, you know. I told people when for the episode when I said I wasn't getting vaccinated that I just wasn't getting it because I didn't feel a need to. 85% of the population was getting it. Um, the vaccine, not COVID, but the vaccine. And... At least at the time, I thought you couldn't get COVID, or if you did, you know, they were very small symptoms. And that's still kind of the case, but I've definitely seen more where they, people were vaccinated, but they got COVID. But overall, they're like mild symptoms, you know? Like, I just didn't feel a need to get it because, again, there was natural ways to prevent COVID, such as vitamin D, and I was on vitamin D supplements, and I haven't gotten COVID since, you know? And I was like, I'm, I'm in ship shape. Like, I think I'll be fine. And once you get COVID a second time, it's so unlikely you get it a third time. And, you know, I was, I'm such an in-shape person. I just didn't feel a need to get it. And also, there just wasn't a lot of research when it came out. It came out so fast, you know? And it's not like there wasn't, thank God, there wasn't a lot of casualties. Like, obviously, there was a Johnson & Johnson one, but I think they cleared that up. And with Pfizer and Moderna, you know, there wasn't any... I don't know if there was any deaths on that, but don't quote me on that. But overall, it was safe, right? But I just I just didn't feel a need to get it. And, you know. But I'm glad I got it. If people actually say what this variant is, which I don't know. I'm going to have to do research on it carefully. You know, this is why I don't dig myself in the news. Because I just don't want to be fed lies from the tablecloth. But, yeah, I just thought I'd let you know your boy is vaccinated. So let's move on to the New York trip. It started off with the plane flight. I thought it, it, kind of, it almost started off on a shitty note. I was sitting right in front of a screaming kid, of a, of a toddler, and there was just no amount of noise-canceling headphones I was going to block that noise out. For the entire, from the moment we got on the plane to about... 10 minutes after we took off, it was just going and going and going. And everyone was looking at the kid and they're like, oh, so cute. And he was cute, but I was like, I don't know. I didn't get a lot of sleep the night before trying not to be surprised. And I was just like, you are already just putting this trip to shit right now. <laughs> you know, I was like, shut the f I thought it was going to be the entire trip. Thankfully, the baby kind of, the baby stopped the entire time. It fell asleep on the flight, thankfully. But the entire time that we boarded until, and then 10 minutes after takeoff, it was just going. And I was like, bro, this guy's going to ruin the start of my trip, you know? 
So we flew on Delta Airlines, and I've never flown on Delta before. I've only flown on Southwest and United. United wasn't my favorite, but Southwest Southwest kills it every time. Like I wouldn't doubt if they're the best um, best airline. But Delta, I gotta give credit to them. They were fantastic. The stewardesses were very nice. They were they looked like they were happy to be there too. And I'm like, how can you guys be happy doing this? You know, like I don't think you guys are getting paid enough to be how nice you are, you know? But also they had free Wi-Fi and free TV. Of course the Wi-Fi doesn't work, you know. Like I don't know why planes insist on having Wi-Fi. When have they ever worked, right? But they had probably 500 free movies, and they were all, like, up-to-date. Like, A Quiet Place 2 was on there, and uh, there was Black... I don't think Black Widow was on there, but a lot of movies from 2020 and stuff, and they were all free. And I am so sad I didn't bring any headphones, but I usually don't because you usually have to pay for those, you know? But also, like, they have a lot of... Um, they have a lot of seats on there. I've never flown on a plane the way our plane was set up it had two seats on each side and then three in the middle so seven all together i've never flown on a plane like that it's usually like three seats on each side you know and they just fit a lot of people in there and these two couples next to me like i i I didn't get a window seat i thought i did when i booked it because i booked this plane like two and a half months before we even left and I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a guy that likes the window seat. You know, I don't get to travel a lot. So whenever I get the window seat, I'm, I'm looking out that bitch. And I am taking pictures. And I am, you know, dropping my jaw like a fucking kid, all right? Because I think it's purdy. Okay. Okay. So I could see two windows from where I was sitting. And both of the couples there had, it, had them closed. And I'm like, you either travel so much that you don't give a shit about, you know, looking out. Like, who wouldn't want to look out a plane, you know? Like, it, you don't have to look out look out the plane the whole ride, but just at least for the takeoff and the landing, you know? Nope. They had them closed the whole time. And I'm like, you're either in a deep depression with your wife or husband, or you just travel so much that you don't give a shit anymore. And I'm going to go with option one on that. <laughs> It's okay, though. It was so hazy that day. Like, it's not like I, I doubt I missed out on anything. It gets so hazy sometimes that you can't even see the mountains from DIA. That's so pathetic. Oh, my God. Thank God it wasn't hazy in New York. It was clear as all day. So let's let's get to the New York trip. Uh, I already kind of explained the first night. But I will, ex- I will say the subway system isn't, one, as bad. Like, it's not you know, as sketchy as you think it is, or at least is how my friend thinks it is. She's like, you know, you need to like watch your back. Don't get shamed. And it wasn't like that typical, like just one time she's like, I'm really scared for you. I'm like, okay, like it's not, it's not that bad. All right. But you know, they're not as dirty as I thought. They, they smell like bathrooms. That's not cool, but it's not like a super strong, like it it smells like a faint scent of a porta potty, you know? But it wasn't as packed as I thought it was going to be. And there, I met a lot of nice people on there. You know, everyone. I had a nice time on the subways. And the, secondly, it's not, it's not that hard to navigate once you 
once you get the ropes, man, like I got it by the second day. The first day was so rough, man. You know, you don't have the mountains there to be like, okay, here's west, so that must be east, which means Fort Collins must be north, and then Centennial must be south. Now, like, I, you know, you don't have that in New York. All you have is huge skyscrapers to look at in Apple Maps, and it just was, it was kind of confusing the first time because I thought west was east and north was south for a second, you know? Like, it was definitely confusing. But after the first day on vacation, I got it. And I was in a very convenient spot. I stayed with a family friend, and her name's Helene. And I was going to book a hotel, but at one point, my grandpa was going to go with me. And he asked the, her, our family friend if we could stay there, and she said yes. And thankfully, I didn't book a hotel because prices kept going down. Like, I found a place in Times Square for 150 bucks because... I'm pretty sure prices were so low because it was a 20th anniversary for 9-11. So we stayed at 92nd in Amsterdam, and it's just in one of the most complete, convenient spots. Like, it's right next to the subway. It's right next to... She was right in smack middle between the Hudson River and um, Central Park. And she was right near the subway where we could get from... New York starts at zero ave obviously and then a couple streets before that but then it goes all the way up to 261st avenue so yeah there's a lot of fucking blocks you know one day me and zach biked 90 or no i didn't but zach biked 96 blocks instead of taking the subway that what a fucking moron (laughs) he just didn't want to pay for the subway so he's like i'll bike and i'm like okay you're not saving that much money but So the first day we walked along the Hudson River and then we walked all the way down to the 9-11 Memorial. And wow, guys, that just gave me chills. You guys got to go there. It's such an experience, man. You know, to be at the Memorial, to one look at the new World Trade Center, And just how modern it looks is so cool. But it's just, it gave me chills being there. Just looking at the two memorials and, you know, you look up and you're like, and then you also look down and the memorial's huge, like long ways and, you know, length and width. It's really fucking big because I'm pretty sure it was the, it was the area of the actual buildings, but I'm not sure. But to be there and see that two buildings once stood here just gave me the chills, man. 9-11's so crazy. Every year it comes up because for most of the people that are my age that are listening, like we were, you know, zero to two years old. I was two in one month old when this happened, so clearly none of us remember. But, you know, when you get to school and you watch it, it i i just watch it every year so i never forget like i'm obviously i'm not going to forget but i just watch it every year because it just seems so unreal that something like that happened i mean thoughts and prayers rest in peace to everyone that was that died that day and thoughts and prayers out to the families that are still being affected to this day by that 
because that was just so chilling to be there. It was crazy. And then they shine the two blue lights, you know, when in, um, on the 20th anniversary of 9-11. I was like two blocks down from when that happened. You can see them clear as day. And I'm like, that's just so crazy, man. But what an experience to be there. Wow. Okay, so the next day, we saw the Empire State Building. And that that was just so cool, man, because there's a, there's a museum that you go through before you get up to the 86th floor, which is the observation deck where you take all the pictures. I was kind of mad at Zachary at the time. I was actually fucking livid. Um, so for those of you that are interested in the CU Buffs, there is a Buffs, there is a CU Buffs bar in New York. And Helene was just not phased by this. She's like, it's New York. Anything can happen. But I'm like, a CU Buffs bar in New York? Like, do you, like, is no one else saying how weird this is? And I stopped by for like two seconds before I had to go to the Empire State Building. But Zachar, here's the only reason why I was mad. Um, I just forgot how much of a diehard CU Buffs fan Zach was. And he just wouldn't shut up about it the whole fucking trip. And I completely forget. Like, I'm obsessed with the New York Giants. That's why we were there. So I get, you know. But holy shit. This guy missed coming to the Empire State Building. One of the most visited and crazy attractions in the fucking world. And he missed this for a fucking CU game. Because he he stayed at the CU Buffs bar to watch the game, the Texas A&M game that was happening. And they played that at Mile High Stadium. And he missed that to watch the fucking game. And I could have told you, like, they were going to lose. Like, it's Texas A&M. CU was going to lose, you know? And I didn't even, I don't know. I'm not much of a college fan anymore, just... No, I'm going to get back into college, but I'm not a CU fan anymore. I'm really not. And it's mainly just because I wanted to go there so bad more than anything, and now I can't, you know? And I, it just doesn't feel right rooting for him. I've been wanting to go to CU since I was, like, five years old. And, you know, shit happens. You know, you can't afford it, which is fine. But now I, I just have no interest in watching them anymore. You know, why watch a school that you craved going to so much and you love so much and now that you can't? I was like, okay. But I I saw the game was only like, I think it was 10 to 13. That was the final score. Like, I don't know. I was only mad just because the tickets were like 50 bucks each, which is just ridiculous. But I mean, it's the Empire State Building, you know, you got to make your money somehow. And it's New York. New York is so pricey, you know, the food and the beer and literally everything besides pizza. But we'll get to that in a second. And the only reason I was pissed is because I couldn't, one, the tickets were non-refundable, and two, I couldn't change the time. There was a 30-minute time period that you could only be up there, which is a lie, by the way. They say that on the website, like you can only be there for 30 minutes, but they didn't give a shit. Like I was there for probably an hour. 
maybe an hour and 30, which is weird because I was by myself, but yeah, but also like I had to ask like 10 strangers to take my picture, which is fine, but it just felt weird asking because, <laughs> you know, I had to wait like, because it was like a couple, there was a lot of couples up there. And I just had to wait like 10 minutes till they were all like photobombing their phones, which I get. It's the Empire State Building. That's what I tried to do. You know, you know, what's funny is I met a guy that lives in Golden up there. He was wearing a Broncos. I was wearing my Saquon Barkley jersey and he was wearing a Broncos polo with a demons a golden demons face mask on like it's a dead giveaway you know so i started talking to him i was like so do you teach at golden or you go to golden he's like yeah man how do you know that that's crazy i'm like dude i like yeah i'm from arvada uh you know i grew up in golden it's crazy you know what i got asked a lot and it's like well why are you wearing a giants jersey and i'm like well yeah fair point man it's called, uh, I have no fucking reason. I never have, and I never will unless I live there, but. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who are wondering why I'm a Giants fan, I just, at one point in my life, and it was, this was the road to the Super Bowl when they beat the Patriots the first time, not the second time. But do you guys remember they had Justin Tuck and Brandon Jacobs and they just had this team that wasn't even a powerhouse, but they were always the underdogs, and they were so much fun to watch. And they had Eli Manning, and they beat Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship with those red jerseys that everyone in New York hates, by the way. I kind of like the red jerseys in a way. It kind of takes away the whole big blue aspect of it, but I thought the red jerseys were cool, man. I just picked a team when I was young, and I stuck with it. You know, like, obviously, I love the Broncos, and I'm a Broncos fan, but... You know, there was just something so mesmerizing about watching the Giants when I was a kid. You know, it's the best way I can describe it is you ever been just so attracted to some object or some phenomenon or, you know, you're just attracted to something for some unknown reason? That was me. I can't explain it. That's just, it's as simple as that. It doesn't have to... It doesn't have to go deep into like, well, you know, uh, my great ancestors lived here or, you know, my grandpa is, you know, a huge fan, although like like that's just an excuse. That's not true. He's a big Yankees fan. Sometimes I say that, you know, and they're like, well, what does that to do with the Giants? I'm like, yeah, yeah, good point. How do people in New York go about picking their sports teams, by the way? There's so fucking many. They have two of everything. Do they have two? I think they have two hockey teams. Do they have two basketball teams? Yeah, they got the net. They got the Brooklyn Nets, and they do they. That's how much I know basketball. <laughs> but you have the oh yeah, and the Knicks. Yeah, the Knicks. The Knicks. That's right. But then you have the Mets, and you have the Yankees, then you have the Jets, and then you have the Giants. Like, how do you go about choosing the team? You have two of everything. I just feel like it's one that's most appealing to you. Like, I was talking to a couple of New Yorkers about, it, and they're like. Listen, we just choose the championship team. Like, you know, the Yankees over the Mets. It's a no-brainer. You pick the Yankees. They've won 27 fucking times. The Giants, they've won the Super Bowl four times. The Jets have... Have they ever even been to a Super Bowl? Because I don't think they've ever been or even won a Super Bowl. I know they haven't won one for a fact, but I don't think they've ever been to one either. But don't quote me on that. 
So it's just, I was always curious, like, how do you go about choosing one if you live in New York, you know? But guys, one day I'm going to live in New York. That city was just so much fucking fun. It never sleeps. Me and Zach went to Times Square the second day. So yeah, let me get on with my trip. We went to Times Square and we went to this rooftop bar. Well, actually, first of all, we went to this cute little diner that's on Times Square and it just, there's just so much character in New York, you know? You have Little Italy and, you know, Soho and all of this cool stuff, man. Like, my grandpa said, you can live in New York for 20 years and you'll never be to the same spot twice. And I'm like, yes, there's just so much character. Like, I didn't run into a lot of mean people. I did discover my personal hell, though. Here is my personal hell. I walk Whenever I walk anywhere, whether if it's to school or to a football game or if I'm in New York or Denver, I'm on a fucking mission. I am a fast walker, not like I don't actually like, you know, put the, you know, the the granny arms into it where I'm just pumping my arms as if I was sprinting. I'm not that kind of fast walker, but I walk pretty fast. I'm on a mission to get where I'm going. God damn it. All right. It saves so much time. You know how much time I'm saving by fast walking everywhere? <laughs> Such a fucking asshole. <laughs> oh my God. But I figured out my personal hell while I was in New York. Walking behind just slow people. That happened way more often than I thought I was going to. And it was just my personal hell. Like you, And, and you keep trying to get out of the way, but there's so many people that you literally have to walk behind them for at least 30 seconds which in my mind is like fucking 30 minutes or sometimes i think i waited behind them for a full minute because when it was it's busy in times square guys like you barely have anywhere to fucking move but i was behind so many slow walkers and it was my personal hell i'm like this is the fucking worst (laughs) anyway times square oh my goodness guys I've only seen Times Square in movies and obviously like for a New Year's Eve, but I was just so unaware how many um, electronic billboards are there for two to four fucking blocks. It is just pure billboards, you know, from north, north, south, east and west, all all billboards. It literally lights up the entire, you know, Times Square. Which, of course, you know, people are listening that even know anything about Times Square. Like, yeah, Evan, you fucking idiot. But I didn't know that. You know, like, I only see Times Squares in movies from, like, the 2000s, you know. But Times Square has changed from 2000s. It used to just be that one building that had, you know, electronic billboards from the top to the bottom. And it had, like, movie advertisements all over it. I was so unaware how much it has changed since, you know, the movies that I've seen it in. Spider-Man. But we went to this, um, it's called Bar 54. It's a rooftop that's 54 stories high, 540 feet in the air. And it was just such an experience. You know what's funny is that you need to have a reservation, supposedly. And we, me and Zach just walked in. And, you know, the the concierge at the bottom were like, right this way, sir. Like, we were being treated with royalty. And they... We just walked right in, and we met some two cool guys there, too. That was just such a fun night, man. Zach uh, bought two drinks, 
we only had two drinks up there because I was very well aware of how pricey it was. But I got a double Tito's crayon and uh, Zach got a Jack and Coke and it was $65 for two drinks with the tip. But still, holy moly. That just proves like how expensive New York is. It's ridiculous. But Times Square was just so much fun. That was the best time of my life. You meet a lot of, you know, just a variety of different people. And, you know, the diversity is so different. It's it's so cool. It's a lot of people that are speaking Spanish. You know, it's something that's definitely different from Denver. And New York just outdoes Denver. Like, I mean, that's that's no-brainer. Like, like, maybe not necessarily Colorado, although that's definitely where I'm leaning towards right now because New York was just such a fun time. But, yeah, you know, Denver is literally a a pebble compared to New York, you know? And, of course, that's, like, going to be the better city. That's just no fucking brainer. I mean, you have, like, five streets on Denver, and then you are pretty much out of the city, at least, like, the metropolitan area, you know? But I'm not I'm not trashing Denver. Do you not get me wrong? I love I, I love Denver. But definitely when you go to New York and then you come back to Denver, you're like, holy shit. Like this place is small. Uh all right, let's get on to the game. That's also what I want to talk about. Um You know, it was kind of challenging getting there, so Little did I know there's a train that you can take there, but I didn't know that, you know. I should have put more research into that because I thought you had to take a bus and that was just going to be so complicated. It would have been a 90-minute ride, but there's a bus that drops you off. <laughs> Let's try that again. There's a bus that drop you, drops you off. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. It's like 1130 at night. I just pounded out like three and a half hours of homework straight for this class that's so fucking dumb by the way it should i should uh, that's a that's a conversation for another time but i'm trying to pound this out for you guys tomorrow i'm sorry but there's a train that drops you off right in front of the stadium and metlife stadium is so cool oh my goodness the whole all all the walls um that hold up the stadium. They light up like blue and green for when the Jets and the Giants play there. It's a it's a definitely neat stadium. Um, I met a lot of cool fans there. And yeah, that's all I will say about the stadium. Now let's get to the game. I want to talk about the New York Giants, man. And I'm gonna talk about the Denver Broncos later, probably with Zachary. I'm gonna have him on, but let's let's talk about the Giants for this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, the New York Giants stink. They are terrible. Oh my god, that game was so painful to watch. I really thought the Giants are going to we're going to improve this year. After seeing that game, I think I think 0-16 is still in that possibility, man. I feel so bad for New Yorkers, man, and myself, because the Yankees have just are they are carrying the weight of that entire fucking city on their backs, man. The Yankees are the only team that is good in that entire like metropolitan area. It's ridiculous. The Jets are terrible. 
Oh my goodness. You have twice as likely as any other city in the NFL to make it to the Super Bowl. You either got the Jets or the Giants, and they both stink. I think around midseason last year, they were all 0-8 maybe, or maybe the Giants had one win or vice versa. But, oh my goodness, the Giants need help so bad. And here's here's what the Giants can do. Here's how they can improve. This is the number one priority and easily by far the number one um, problem that the fans had that I talked to in this stadium. And I absolutely agree, guys. It's the offensive line. They suck. We keep we keep drafting like weapons like Andrew Thomas. That was a good pickup. But the rest of the line is just a bunch of nobodies that can't get their jobs done, man. You need to give Daniel Jones more than one second to drop back and throw the ball. He needs more time. Like, three seconds would be great, but I'll, I'll at least settle for two or two and a half. But they're just terrible. They're constantly blowing blocks or else they're either holding to hold them. You know, Andrew Thomas and Will Hernandez and Nate Soldier are the only notable starters on the line. And, dude, we need to get rid of Will Hernandez. He needs to fucking go, okay? There is not one game where he doesn't have a holding call. I think I've been saying for a couple years that this guy can probably get it done for the Giants, but he can't. He is lazy and he keeps holding he, he keeps holding the Giants back with all these holding penalties. If I had time to look it up, I'd look up how many holding penalties Will Hernandez has, who's the right guard. Nate Soldier, who we acquired from the I keep saying soldier. I'm sorry. Soldier. Not soldier, soldier. I keep saying that, man. Uh, he's the right tackle. We got him from the Patriots, man. And he's a, he, he's not doing bad, but we need a left guard. We need tight ends that can block. And we need a center and a left guard and right guard. We don't have any of those things. And those are the two like main components or the three main components of the line. Literally, you have the center, and then it goes guards, and then it goes tackles. I think we're doing okay on tackles, but we need to improve on the guards and the centers. Like, my goodness. So that's problem number one, is that we our offensive line just sucks so bad that we can't give Daniel Jones more than a second and a half for him, you know, to to do his reads and then get the ball out of his hands. But also, Saquon Barkley, man, he is easily one of the best running backs in the NFL. If not, he could be the best if we just if we could open up a fucking hole for him. How many times do you guys see Saquon Barkley? And by the way, he, they're playing they're playing today for you guys. Oh my god. We're playing the Washington Redskins or the football team, whatever you guys want to call them these days. Yeah, they had the Thursday night primetime spot. And I don't know if you guys saw, but Ryan Fitzpatrick is out. So we have to... So Washington has to deal with that Heineke guy. And I'm telling you, I still have money on the Washington football team. I hope the Giants win because if not, our season's over at that point. The Giants may suck. Okay, we may suck, but we have beaten the Washington football team for five years straight now. We have never lost a game to them, and we play them two times a year, okay? We are like 8-0 against them. And if we lose against them now without a fucking quarterback, and, you know, they barely even have an offense, they kind of have a defense, kind of, it's going to be so embarrassing. 
I'll let you guys know how that game goes tomorrow. But that's just going to be a straight, you know, giveaway on how bad or good our season's going to be. If we can't beat the football team tomorrow, we are so screwed. But how many times is Saquon Barkley making, you know, runs for himself? He's making holes for himself because the line doesn't want to do anything because they can't. Yeah, watch watch the game tonight. Watch how many times Saquon creates a hole for himself because he is just that athletic, he is that built, and he is that good. Because the line cannot create a fucking hole for this guy. And if and if they do, it's like one that he has to seize within point zero two seconds or else it closes up. Because we can't hold our blocks for more than two seconds. How many running yards how many yards did Saquon have? last week I think he had like 26 yards and he had eight total carries Saquon and I was talking about this with Giants fans man if we can't do anything in the next two years I actually want Saquon to go somewhere else like it would suck for the Giants so much but Saquon is kind of like OBJ but not an asshole you know I'm kind of glad we got rid of OBJ he was you know just a crybaby that just had to cry about everything. Saquon, you can tell he's being humble. He is the most humbling team player that you will ever that you will ever see and you will ever meet. Okay, but you just got to think there's a point where you know he's like, "What the fuck am I doing here? Like, we're not going to get any better, and my talent is being wasted here." And I agree, and that and our fans agree. Saquon deserves so much better. He's a great player and I want him to stay with us but not if we're not going to improve or at least try to improve okay I have barely seen any improvement over the last three years from the New York Giants and it is just so freaking painful to watch even with the draft picks man we've had a lot of controversial draft picks and I, I, I can't I can't do this anymore so long story short offensive line let's improve that but let's say we do Let's move on to the most controversial man in the NFL right now, Daniel Jones, a.k.a. Danny Dimes. What is there to say about this guy? Here's here's my two cents on him. I hated him. When we drafted him, I was thinking, Dave Gettleman, what the hell do you see in this guy? Dave Gettleman's the owner of... Uh, the New York Giants, or the manager. What the hell were you thinking, dude? He, Daniel Jones, for those of you who don't know, he's a quarterback from Duke. He, I think he only started his last two years, and his senior year, he went 1-16. How do you not see a problem with that? Not only, when was the last time a quarterback from Duke got drafted? I'm going to pause. Let's Let's look that up. So the last quarterback from Duke to be drafted in the NFL was Sean Renfrey in 2013. Does anyone know who that is, by the way? He supposedly played for the Atlanta Falcons? No? Oh, okay. Yeah, because I don't know him. I don't think anyone does. Then the last QB from that was in 1996 in the Pittsburgh Steelers. His name was Spence Fisher. Fucking what? <laughs> it sounds like it should be Spencer, but no, it's Spence. Spence Fisher. 
Do any of you guys know that QBs? Those QBs? Oh, no? Okay. Well, yeah, you probably don't because, dude, Duke is a basketball school. I'm not saying there's a talent that can't come out of Duke for football, but Daniel Jones was definitely not the pick I would have gone with, okay? We didn't have much talent when we drafted him back in, I think we drafted him in 2018, I believe. But I was just so mad. And I remember, I think he got booed when Daniel Jones came out on the stage because we were expecting to get that quarterback that went to Washington for a couple years. I think he got released last year. Dwayne Haskins, is that his name? I think that's his name. I think that's who he wanted. At least that's who we wanted the fans to take. But I'm kind of glad we didn't take him. But I know there was definitely two other quarterbacks in that draft that should have been taken. Daniel Jones shouldn't have been taken round one. Like, that's what everyone was saying. I remember when we first drafted Daniel, everyone was like, what the fuck? Are you sure? Like, breaking news. Like, are are, are you sure? <laughs> I remember even the commentators that were doing it, they're like, okay. Okay, uh, here's Daniel Jones for you guys. Like, can you pull up his stats? Because we didn't expect him to get picked, like, ever. Maybe in the sixth round, you know? But after he took over for Eli, and he he took over for Eli last year, but he also played a little bit in 2019. I hate to say it, but Daniel Jones kind of warmed up to me, okay? I know he's not the greatest, but he can be good. If he has the right amount of time, if you give Daniel Jones an offensive line, I truly believe that he can be a decent quarterback. He might even be good. Like Daniel Jones shows off when he wants to, when he comes ready to play. And I know that he's very happy to be with the giants and he's just happy to have this opportunity. And he's a, he's an athletic player and he will play his heart out. So he has that going for him. But he's just not that good at times. Daniel Jones, to me, is just... He's 50-50, man. He either shows up and he balls out. Or... No, he shows up all the time. So either he balls out or he just sucks, man. Like, you know, he'll be... One minute, he'll be 28 for 31 with four touchdowns and an interception. And then the next game, he'll be let's say 15 for 40. Maybe not necessarily that. 15 for 35 with two interceptions and one touchdown. He seriously goes back and forth, and I don't know what to think of this guy, but after last season, he he, he kind of warmed up to me, but I wasn't set on him. But after that game that I saw, the New York Giants versus Broncos, the guy stinks. He needs to hold on to the ball. And this hasn't this isn't a new thing. But I figured this problem would have been fixed by now. But he fumbled the ball versus Denver. I'm like, you motherfucker. Hold on to the ball. He has a career high. I think he's he has a record in the NFL for most fumbles in 28 games. He has, ladies and gentlemen, wait for it. Wait for it. Daniel Jones has 30 fumbles in his 28 game career. This guy is fumbling every game and more. And 18 of them have been recovered by the other team. Let that sink in, man. 
the guy just has no ball security at all. And other than that, I'm not even sure if he can go downfield yet. And then this brings up the whole... This brings up another thing with Jason Garrett. I've talked to... I've seen a lot of fans on Instagram. A lot of fans on Instagram want Jason Garrett, who in case you guys don't know who he is, he's the offensive coordinator for the New York Giants. But he was the head coach for the Dallas Cowboys, which you guys know I hate with a burning passion. I hate them so much. He was the head coach for the Dallas Cowboys. And I don't think he did that good. He did okay. He didn't do bad. But, of course, the Cowboys suck. So, But it's the same thing with Pat Shermer, right? So Pat Shermer was the New York Giants head coach for only a couple years because he was terrible. He sucked. But now he's at Denver being an offensive coordinator, and we all kind of had a little bit of hope, right? Well, that's what I was like with Jason Garrett. I'm like, I think this guy can be a better offensive coordinator than he can be a head coach. And as much as I hated Jason Garrett all these years just for being a head coach of the worst team in NFL, by far, there's no competition. There is nothing worse than the Cowboys. There is nothing worse. Nothing even close. So I hated this guy. But when he came to the Giants, I was actually like, I am okay with this. I'm very, I was, wasn't very happy with it, but I was happy with it. I was like, okay, I think this is something I can deal with. And this brings up a good point. We have a lot of weapons, especially in this offseason. We got Kenny Galladay from the, he's the best, he was, he's the best wide receiver on Detroit. We got him in the offseason. We got Kyle Rudolph, a tight end that can go with Evan Ingram from Minnesota. We have weapons now. We have Sterling Shepard, who actually did good in the Broncos game. We have a lot of wide receiver weapons. And I'm just not seeing it happen. And I can't tell if it's because of Jason Garrett. Because let me break down to you guys the Giants offense and defense right now for you. All we do is simple slant and out concepts. We only go, we never take a shot down the field. They're always decoys. The Giants offense is so easy to figure out. It is seriously just slants and outs, and then sometimes we'll go 10 yards down the field with 10-yard outs and 10-yard digs, you know? We are never, you know, breaking up the cover two defense with posts and corners, nothing, none of that, all right? But I can't tell if that's because Daniel Jones doesn't have enough time on the line, which is what I think it is. Or if Jason Garrett is just being a terrible offensive coordinator. I can't tell what it is. The Giants, or I'm sorry, the Giants fans are dead set on thinking it's Jason Garrett. But I'm not so sure yet. I think it's just because our offensive line is fucking terrible. Okay? Now let's move to the defense. Our defensive line is pretty solid. And our linebackers. You guys know... You guys all know Blake Martinez. He's easily like, I think he got the most tackles as a linebacker last year for 2020. He's a baller, man. He's easily the best um, defensive person on the team. But our secondary needs to step the fuck up. 
we are constantly blowing coverages, whether if it's it's mainly cover too. Sometimes I want to say stay in man, but sometimes like they just get beat out, you know. Another thing, I think I think our defense is good, and I feel so sad for them because they they. If you guys ever watch a Giants game, the defense is on the field about seventy percent of the time because the offense can't stay on the fucking field. It's always a three and out. Or it's an interception or a fumble, you know? That's why everyone knows they're defensive players because they're always out there. Their offense cannot... I saw this quote on Instagram the other day. They're like, can you guys stay on the field for more than two, two minutes, please, and thank you? And I'm like, yeah. The offense cannot stay on the field. It's so cringy. And then the defense, this is why... I think our defense is good up until the second quarter. But that is because... They get so worn out, or I'm sorry, the second half. They get so worn out the first half because they're constantly on the field. But that doesn't change the fact. We need to cha- We need to help our secondary. We need more weapons. Jordan Love, who we got in the draft, I think we got him first round or second round. I think this kid sucks. No offense. But he keeps blowing coverages. He can't play man. How many times have you guys seen the Giants? It's third and nine or third and long, right? And you're like, okay. The Giants are probably going to stop them. Then we're going to get the ball back. I shit you not, six times out of ten, they actually convert. Like, we, I think we're really good at stopping the run game. I think we have a solid run game plan. But we are constantly blowing pass coverage. We are constantly getting beat out by the wide receivers. And then it just turns into, you know, 10 to 12, um, 10 to 12, Pass plays every time for the other team. The Marcos, the Broncos, or whoever the Giants are playing, you know, they have no, the Broncos have no problem like driving down the field. But this is also because we need to put a little more pressure. I think our run game is solid, but our pass um, pressure is not that good. We need to put more pressure on the quarterback because when we don't do that, you know, Jamin, or, Teddy Bridgewater and other quarterbacks have time to just scramble around and you know the secondary isn't perfect I think they're solid could use a little work but they can cover their wide receivers for only you know a certain amount of time and that's necessarily not their fault it's the it's the D it's the D line's fault that cannot fucking sack the quarterback you got to get to the quarterback you got to make him throw the ball away because I mean, you guys have played like flag football before where there wasn't any um, Mississippi count on the quarterback and, you know, the wide receivers are just running around for 10 seconds. They're going to eventually get open, you know, like regardless of what you throw at them, they're going to get open eventually. And it's just so painful to one, see the Giants don't wrap up. They are constantly doing arm tackles and I hate that. Oh my God. It's seriously painful. Get low. Hit him at the waist and wrap up. Or hit him at the legs. Seeing all these arm tackles and missed tackles, it was just it's just so painful. And I just don't know how the Giants can fix this so soon. Like I'm seriously I'm just <laughs> there's so many memes that this this one girl sent me. She's like, you know, the Giants need to prove that they are relevant. And yes, they do. Like they need to prove that they belong in the NFL, man. Because they just don't look like an NFL team. They look like scrubs. 
I'm and I'm just saying, you know, there was this meme where it's like delete the entire franchise, and I'm like, yeah, just delete it. Like we are so irrelevant, man. I don't. Shout out to you Browns fans, man. I don't know how you guys went 0 and 16. If I ever go 0 and 16, I will go into a deep depression. Broncos or Giants, I can't. Oh my God, a winless season. That is so awful. I can't believe. Shout out to Browns fans. I can't believe that. Yeah, but you guys know this topic was a long time coming. I cannot believe I haven't talked about sports that much on the podcast. You know? This is the first time I talked about sports, and it's the first time I've heated about the Giants. Like, I, I can't believe I've held most of this back. So I just wanted to vent that out for a second because there's so many frustrating things about the Giants. Especially about the fact that they have so much potential, man. So much untapped potential. And I don't mean to sound cliche here because that's what every that is what every sports analyst thinks, what every sports commentator thinks. We have the weapons there, but for some reason it's just not clicking for us. And I I, I can't for the life of me figure it out either. But other than that, the trip was fun. It was oh my god. I'm I'm moving to New York at some point in my life. I don't know when. But that city is so cool. Never sleeps. So much character. So, yeah. Maybe when I get my wife and kids, we'll move to New York and we'll settle down there. Maybe when COVID's over. Yeah, but it's an expensive place. So if you guys are thinking about moving there, you got to think about the money. The subway, best way to get around for sure, but again, the bikes isn't bad. I went down at least 43 blocks on a bike, and they have electric bikes too. That was the first time I rode on an electric bike. I can't believe those exist, man. It's it's not even a bike. Like You seriously don't even have to pedal. You just have to steer, basically. Like It's so effortless. But it was still satisfying, you know. I've always wanted to ride an electric bike just to see how easy it was. And yeah, it was, wow, it was easy. And then when I went back to the Empire State Building from the Buffs Bar, I rode a regular city bike. Yeah, so I didn't explain that. Uh, There's bikes you can uh, rent there. Or, yeah, they're like Uber, but for bikes. Yeah, they have city bikes all over. But I rode a regular one, and I had to go up 40, no, 34 blocks, because that's where Empire is, is 34th and uh, 7th Avenue, I think. So, and I just had to bike myself, you know, I actually had to do it myself. And there was not a lot of hills, like there was the smallest incline ever, and still I was like, bro, I'm sweating. It's also humid there, you know, when I was like, I already missed this electric bike. But Subway's definitely the way for sure. You can't have a car there. There's no way in hell. Where are you going to park? There's no room to park. And of course you see the cars on the street and I'm like, where, where do you, you guys got to be celebrities or some shit, you know? (laughs) But we took a lift to the, back to the airport because it would have taken an hour and a half plus to get there by subway. And our flight was at 815 New York time. So we would have had to be there minimum 6 o'clock New York time, you know, which means we would have had to leave at like 5, 
like 4.30 and I just, I was, we were out late anyway. We were out to like one. So we just took a lift there. to be exact. And you want to know how far away the airport was from our place? 8.8 miles. The cab fares there, guys. Okay, I should actually say the cab fare. If if you're thinking about getting somewhere, definitely take a cab because it's cheaper than Uber and Lyft. But... Holy shit, that lift was $166 for nine miles, man. That literally, like, broke my heart, you know. That broke my heart paying for that lift. Because we were past the point of, you know, no return. Like, even if we wanted to take the subway, we would have gotten there late. Then we would have get a new flight. Then that would have cost more. But I I didn't take a lift. I didn't take a single lift there because the the fares there are so expensive, you know. Get the subway. I've got subway tickets like unlimited for like 33 bucks, which is pretty good for New York fares. But the taxes and everything and just getting an apartment there so expensive. So worth it though. I will be living there someday. I'll just have to figure out when. All righty. You beautiful, sexy motherfuckers. Uh, I'm going to wrap up this podcast. It is midnight, and I got <laughs> I got a long day of school tomorrow. So it was great to check back in with you guys. I missed doing the podcast so much while I was in New York. So as always, thanks for listening. You know, give me a shout-out if you guys like this or, you know, if you think I'm annoying or if you hate me or you want to kill me or you want to kiss me, whatever. <laughs> All right, I'll see you guys on a Monday. Thank you for listening to another episode of Under the Sun. If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review to help spread the word. You can also follow Evan for more cool content on Instagram at evan.dixon.22. Until then, we'll see you under the sun. Peace.